Hello, fellow movie fans. Welcome to another new episode of Double Tap Movie Critics. We watch it twice, so you don't have to watch it once. And today we are talking about the 2021 film, The Little Things, which is starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. This is a noir crime thriller. This movie was directed by, I believe it's John Hancock. And this is actually the first movie to be released on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time. But the more reason I wanted to emphasize that is it's the first movie on HBO Max since they announced the controversial New Deal that their entire 2021 slate is going to be available to stream and same day in theaters. So with this movie right here, once I, like I said, this is a crime drama and it's starring some very high-profile actors. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it Give us give give y'all our thoughts. No real introduction, so I'm gonna pass it off to Mr. Why Not Fields, and then we're gonna get right into this. Well, I give this movie a seven out of ten. And um yeah, the story was pretty yeah, it, it was cool. The story was it kept my interest in the beginning and then let on throughout the movie it started to go down or whatever, and I really didn't like the ending per se. But we'll talk about that later. The acting was superb. The acting was ten out of ten for me. They really did did a good job. I really liked the um, what's his name, Jared Leto. I really loved how he acted. I think I liked how he acted over everybody else. Other people probably think different, but um, it had a lot of ah, uh, how can I say it? Plot holes? I don't know. But I liked the theme of the movie too. But I love the cinematography. And that's all I have to say. I pass it on to DJ. Okay, so initially I gave this movie a 7 out of 10. Now, I did enjoy the story and everything somewhat in the beginning, but the movie is two hours, and I understand why it's two hours, simply because of the, the, the plot that they have. Um, there's a, you know, the acting was the best part of the movie. I If this movie had, did not have these actors in it, and there were people that weren't top-notch actors, this movie would suck. Like, <laughs> plain and simple. Because this script really was bare bones. It was nothing to really act about. And I felt that Denzel really didn't apply that much of acting in this. Because to me, um, Rami Malik was the star of this movie to me. Like, he was by far the best actor in the entire movie. I feel like he took this really serious. Or maybe he's just that good of an actor. But uh, overall, I just felt like it was an. You can get through the movie. It's in, it's the acting is so much enjoyable that you can get through this movie. Like, but the plot is not really much to follow, and mm-hmm. it's everyone's running in circles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah, I pass it off to Optimus to review. All right, so I give this movie. Oddly enough, I give this movie eight point five out of ten. I thought it was that good. Like. The story itself was compelling enough to keep you interested. It was a it was a crime story. Obviously, you want to know who did it, who done it, you know. So you just really want to know who done it. This could get more points had it not been for. And I do agree with why not fields on this. There were some plot holes in there. Um, the story, though, in and of itself, it did have me like wanting to know more. At first, when I started watching this movie, I was like, all right, another crime drama. Woo hoo! Here we go, NCIS. But I, you know, as I was watching it, it really started to like grab my attention. Like, who is this character? Who is uh, Deke? 
you know, everybody like talking about him like this man is just amazing. And, you know, Denzel is usually playing these roles in these movies nowadays where he's just like the go to guy. So seeing him at first start off as being just like that sheriff guy, which is like, okay, whatever. But the acting, I'm sorry, I got to disagree with you on, D- on the DJ Rom. I really like Jared Leto's character. He did oh, amazing in this movie. Yeah. He did so good. Yeah. Like his jokes were funnier than when he was a joker. Like what? So like, <laughs> like you really felt like this dude was like he he kind of had an air suspense and for a second I didn't recognize like I knew it was him, but I didn't recognize him for just a bit. And then like the way that he portrayed his character, you really felt like this man was probably killing people. And that's you know, if he did in fact kill people, because one of the major plot points that they left out is who did he did he do it? The themes were all the same, you know. I mean, obviously, what do you get behind a crime drama? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the length, I felt like some of the it drug on in certain areas. Like some some things could have been omitted as far as editing the choices. Like I understand that the car ride towards the end was to kind of build up suspense. However, there was like this whole and I know he spoke to him a little bit in there. This whole little part where they just wasn't talking, they was just driving to this place, and it was. I feel like they could have kind of omitted that and kind of jumped past the whole highway scene following them because first off, how did he find them? They had a whole head start and this man had a, what was that, a Mustang or was it an old school Corvette? Whatever. They could have they could have omitted that entire scene, the driving part. And then uh, as far as the wrap up again, they kind of left that hole and applied like who done it? That's what I want to know. Who done it? Did he do it? Did he? No? Yeah? Anywho, I'm going to pass it off to uh, the Ravage of Sandy's or Sandy Ravage, if you will. What's up, y'all? So, this movie, I'm sorry, y'all. I got to do it, but I've been wrestling with what I would give this movie. Do I want to give it a five or do I want to give it a four? I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards giving this, honestly, a four out of ten, honestly. And I'm going to go ahead and say why exactly. Because, like, I get that this is a crime drama, murder, mystery, thriller, whatever. But this just felt so generic like I felt like I've seen this movie several times before it feels to me like this was a great value version I like watching something like seven or something I could have watched a better crime drama like it felt kind of I mean I get the story I get kind of you know it was set in the 90s and it's kind of going more for like a cold case kind of thing like every murder mystery or something doesn't get solved so it's kind of giving like a cold case feel and then it kind of pump fakes you a couple times because there's the scene in the beginning where the girl gets where a girl gets chased down so that killer or the guy who was supposed to be harassing her it never comes back so the story kind of leaves you with a sense of who's really doing the murders and you never really get kind of closure to that so it gives it kind of an uneasy feel but it feels like the story and what it's going for is more interesting than when it's actually put into motion for me. Like the characters, like Denzel Washington character is Deke or Robbie Malik as Baxter or what's his name? Jared Leto was Albert Sparma. Those were okay characters. There's nothing wrong with the actors. The actors did they supposed to. They came through and showed out. But they didn't really have much to really work with as far as quirks or really making interesting characters. It was just watching kind of just cops do cop stuff. Wasn't really much flair. Wasn't really much going much for it. I mean, the visuals and the way the movie was shot, there was some nice cool little symbol symbolism like a 
the crosses being shown in the background and Denzel being their pictures of angels, which was kind of given a certain feel, like a little religious undertone, but like angels watching mm-hmm. over you, God watching over you or whatnot. So that was a little interesting. But the visuals, when it was shot, it was shot like a pretty standard crime drama to me. So really just all I really had to say just with the plot and such, it just didn't really just didn't really stick out to me. The ending was I think that was probably one of the weakest endings in a murder mystery or anything <laughs> I've seen in a while. Like I was so underwhelmed. Like if I had saw that in theaters, I'd have, I would have had to immediately walk into another movie. <laughs> so like ultimately I think I gotta go with a four out of ten for this one. Like once now since we can really start going into it, we'll talk about all the other stuff, but so I want to ask, this is a question that any of y'all can just pick up, whoever wants to go first. By the way, everybody, spoiler alert, now we're getting into spoiler territory. Do y'all feel Albert Sparma did it, yes or no? No. Sorry, what was the question? Repeat that again. Do you feel that Albert Sparma did the did any of the crimes? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. I don't know. I'm conflicted on that because just the way that his characters portrayed, how Jared Leto portrayed him, how he acted, the things that he did, how they kind of, I think, I feel like he may have committed some of those crimes, but the way that they set it up when it came to the tone of the movie and the character, it was like, they wanted you to feel how I'm feeling right now. You don't know. Like, I think he did based off of how he was acting. You know, they, they caught him, they caught him in, they caught him with the dirty uh, inside the in a prison, or at the uh, when they was interrogating him, when Denzel was like, "What was the question he asked him?" He was like, "Why then?" or whatever he asked him. He saw something that effect. Basically, he caught this man with a boner. I was looking at these pictures, like, "Yeah, you did it. I know you did it." Pictures of dead bodies, I might add. <laughs> so, didn't he have underneath this floorboard uh, some newspaper letters about? kidnap women and stuff like that yes but he also admitted that he follows crime very closely he's a real huge fan of it yeah no he did it i'm sorry i go with it yeah i can't see based on that i can't say that he did it based on that information if he did if he didn't do it well well, let's let's remember the uh if i can say now the ending when denzel sent him that 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 package he said no angels and he sent him that barrette, and then when he was burning all that, all, all of his stuff, all of Albert's stuff, he he had that barrette that he bought at like a beauty supply. He had that pa- the package of barrettes. So basically, that's what made me think that he did. He never did it because he never found that barrette in his house. But that was the that was the intention with them doing right. that. That's why I was shot that way, and his character had that barrette. The the reason why he gave him the barrette, and I completely understood it because like you literally see this man is torn up because he smacked this man with a shovel one time and he died. So he was like, "Yeah, this dude dead. Oh no, what am I gonna do?" And then he literally just kept, you know, like a broken record, kept saying it over and over, "He was our guy, Deke. He was our guy." Like I just know he was our guy, Deke. He was our guy. And so when he's sitting there looking at the darts in the pool. After everything that went down, he gets a package and it's that red barrette. He did that intentionally so that he can get that guilt that, you know, to weigh off his conscience. Like, remember, he said, give me five minutes and I promise you I'll find a red barrette. And so he sent him that to kind of get that off his conscience. However, little does he know he brought that from a store. And, you know, 
Yeah, but to ease his yeah. conscience. But I think he did. I think he did yeah. do it because why would he be? I know they was aiming for him anyway. But why would the why why would he give them anything? Just keep pushing them. It's like it's like he was pushing like the devil in the eye. And the devil's not doing anything. He kept messing with them. I said, oh, I could I could have did this. I could have. I don't know. Acting so weird. He did that. You can tell he did. That just me. See, but remember, but see that, that see. That, I was thinking. That talk that he had. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, um, when he said um, when they when they were like confess a person who confesses to murders would never become a, you know, because he confessed to a murder. That's what made him go to prison originally, and um, they were like, that's not um an mo an mo for a confessed murder, which are now going on a killing streak of for a certain kind. And then what was the murder that he even got arrested for? Well, the thing is, so see, going back to that in relation to what, what, uh, sir, sir, why not field said how he thinks he did and why he thinks he did it. What you said explains the entire situation. He said, they said eight years ago, he confessed to murder. He spent 10 hours confessing to this murder only to find out that he was miles and miles away at the time that the murder happened. Literally said the guy came in here just to mess around with us for 10 hours about something he didn't do. And that explains that can wholeheartedly explain why he did what he did. He liked the attention, and you know, watching a lot of Law and Order, some people will do that to you know get that attention. But he, the fact that eight years ago he confessed to a crime that he didn't commit just to kind of mess around with him for ten hours says that maybe he was just doing this mess around. He he knew they suspected him of it. He follows everything closely mm-hmm. as far as crime. He has a scan in his house. He's just really into crime and really into the law and you know how things are done. Because and so he's like, I'm gonna mess with these people. Because if you go back Maybe to that one part where the girl was jogging with the guy and she went her separate way, the girl who originally had the red barrette, the car that was following her was like a brown car. That was a car we didn't even see in the movie. Kind of like how at the start of the movie, a guy in like the I think it was a blue car or whatever. So like that wasn't even his car. Right. So like he at didn't some point, have anything to do with so he didn't have anything to do with the barrette. With the red barrette girl. So I'm gonna ask y'all this question. Then I'm I'm gonna pose this question for y'all. Did at any point in time, did the movie make you feel like Deke might have done it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking that. I too. was thinking that. Everywhere he went, people started. Well, talking. see that that too. But if you put the clues together, right? For all we know, he did do it because at the end, when he burned all his stuff, he buried the bodies, put everything away, everything that he did. Before we find out, you know, when he's looking at the thing and we see that he shot the girl in the chest and they covered up the crime for him. What if he did that? Like, I know this is just you know just speculation, but what if he did that to cover up the fact that she knew who he was? He killed her, pretended it was an accident, so that way she didn't know that he did it. Actually, you know what? I know he shot the girl, but I don't think he killed those other two girls. I want to know why. Maybe I'm just reaching a little bit. Remember when he was seeing them in the room that he had rented? Right. They were so far. I don't think he killed those two, but the one that was closest to him, he killed. That's how I looked at it. That's why I believe he really didn't kill those girls that was on the rock. So the reason why I felt like he might have actually, it was him and he might have actually been the killer and he did it, aside from the fact that, you know, he kind of left town and other people started dying where he was in that town. The fact that when they got there to examine the two bodies that was laying on a rock, he was like, these are still warm. They just got here, you know? Yeah. Unless somebody could account for his entire day before that, they happened to stumble upon the said crime scene and homegirl who was still alive comes out the forest and shoots a point blank in the chest and kills her. 
Nah. Cops are not trained. Cops are trained to not shoot unless they feel threatened. And you could see as before he shot her, you could see her coming out of there. He could have took his time and waited. Hands up. You know, they're supposed to do that. And especially in that day and time and that period that he's he's in, they definitely spend a lot more time doing that than they, you know, than they do nowadays. Remember you know, talk about that. I get that he's, but he still pulled the trigger. Yeah, he did. He pulled it while his head was turned anyway. He thought he saw something that shot. And I know that they are trained to do whatever they're trained to do. But remember, guess what? We're all still human. We still make mistakes. That's why I feel that he didn't. That's why I think that he didn't have anything to do with the other one. Because you can see throughout the course of the movie that this was really weighing on him. Mm -hmm. So if if he had killed people before, why would this be the one? That would just get him so downtrodden and like beat on him so bad. Cause like right. you could tell throughout this movie, like he legitimately was feeling bad for what he did, and that tied into how he said, like, I don't think there may be a God because of these crimes that go on, or the whole thing about angels, and then how he was kind of taken to the taken to uh, Detective Baxter because he was trying to be the next hot shot cop. And he kept telling him, like, hey, be careful. Like, this going to take you down this path that you might do something you regret. Or, like, it's all these little things or something like that that you got to watch out for, no pun intended. And I think that that has, that shows, that kind of ties that theme of no angels or something in there. It's kind of like he was start. it was like he was becoming that guardian figure to watch out for him. So he didn't end up in the same situation he was in, which he ultimately right. did. That girl he shot in the chest was, where, where was she at? She was in the park. She was coming out. No, 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 no. In the room. Where was she at? In the room. The girl. Where was the other two girls? I feel like, uh, I feel like though, when he came to his character, though I understand the guardian angel aspect, I understand everything that he did, and him, you know, the reason why he came to town was because of some boots initially, and before he got tied up into all that that hoopla situation and stuff. I feel like. I just feel like in that moment, as I was watching the movie, there was just too many things that pointed that to him potentially being the 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 person who actually did that, because he had way too much knowledge on exactly what to do at that moment. Because all they did for him, literally all they did for him was say she got killed by multiple stab wounds. You know, the girl that he shot. And However, that's... he buried everything, burnt everything, said dig a hole at least four feet deep. You know, and that's another reason why. He was a little too knowledgeable about that. You say what? DJ wrong? He was a little too, he was a little too knowledgeable about that. They don't train cops to do that. Yeah, I was definitely like Whoa. in my head. I'm like, as he's doing all this, I'm like, why does he have so much knowledge on this? It's kind of makes me think of what concerned. He was really good at what he did, though. That doesn't mean he went out and started killing people. He just had to think like the criminals. I even wrote that down when I was watching the movie. He had to actually you know, really I mean, think like that, so why why not think like that? You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, because you sure, probably know I think the he, average criminal would bury somebody four feet deep. Him. Wait, say that again. Right. For so sure, you though. would probably think in your head the average criminal usually would probably bury somebody four feet deep. I don't know. We all seen holes, and they said dig that hole five feet deep, five feet wide. You got Right. But no, the other the, so I think the intention was to kind of have us feel in this way about the movie, and that's why they did it the way they did it. It's the little things. Yep. So prime example, when they say the little things, remember when Denzel's character, when Deke was driving down the dirt road, passes by that gate with the lock on it, and he happens to run into a bulldozer that looks like it can dig a hole? backs up, turns around, and goes back down the thing. 
I saw that bulldozer. I was like, that's not there for no reason. It's the little things. That's why they said it. Yep. Like the little tiny little details that they add into that were important. I feel like I need to rewatch this movie again because I feel like I missed some things. And I feel like if I start looking for those little I'll, things, I'll, it'll like give me an example as to who did it. So let me ask y'all a question. They asked Denzel, What's up? did he believe in God? What was his answer? Optimistic reveal. You kept saying, Oh man, this is the little things, and that's made me think about his faith. His faith was not even there, so that's why the bad things happened to him. And it's something that I've noticed. Yeah, I really think I really think that I, I don't know. I feel like if we all rewatch this movie again, ratings might change. You know, I feel like because it because it's called the little things. I think it was intended to be named that on purpose, and he kept saying it on purpose. It's the little things that catch up. It's the little things that matter. And when he yeah. he said that you know he said that multiple times throughout the movie, oh, but said, um, like when you actually really look at it, when you really look back at it, those little things that we was looking at, like we didn't until I pointed out the bulldozer. How many of y'all noticed? The no, I know I noticed it. I noticed it. I noticed. But it. did you did you give it a I second mean, thought? No, yeah, I did because it was blocking. It was block. It was straight no, blocking I, the road. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. See, see, and that's what I, I thought. I mean, I thought about it, but I didn't care for it. I didn't. It didn't, never came into play. Did it come into play? I think no. it does, but that's why that's why they don't. I think that's why they left the movie open ended because we never find out if the girl's alive or if she died, and we also, you know, never find out if he did or didn't do it. You know, if uh Jared Leto's character did or didn't do it, and then we also know that uh Denzel, you know, we find out a little bit about him that he he went down the same path, but that was this about it. You know, they don't really they left left the movie open ended. I think it's meant for us to solve. Hey, uh, I wrote this down. He actually said he's what did he say? He said the little things are important. It's a it's the little thing that gets you caught. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. I was just trying to. Re- that's what I yeah. That's what, that's what I just said. No, I thought you said something. it's crazy. No, you, it's almost like no, it's almost like something. I just said no, that. I <laughs> okay. That's something else. Go I ahead. What you saying? No. A little thing. Like the barrette that turned into like the big thing that was like clearing his conscience. Something as small as a barrette has such a big impact on giving uh, Baxter the closure that he needed. And I think it's uh it's also taking into account those little things. You can actually take the theme from this movie. Those little things can actually be taken into your life and mean something important too. It's the little things, you know. Even when it comes to your relationship with people, it's the little things, like just the tiny little details. I can go out right now and go grab my wife her favorite type of sparkling water because she drinks sparkling water with no sugar or no sugar at all. It just tastes like water with sparkly stuff and flavors. But she loves that stuff. I can go grab her one on my way back and she'd be like, oh, you do love me, you know. Because it's, it's, it's the little things. It's not that big of a thing. I can go out and buy her a $2,000 ring, just some uh, $4 case of water, sparkling water. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's profound, son. Right? I'm thinking. All right. This is a lot of big brain energy going on. But I'm, I'm still staying in the same camp that I was in. Like, I still, even though I'm, I'm enjoying the dialogue about the movie almost more than I am the movie, because I just felt like it was painfully generic. Like I said, I've seen so many crime dramas like this. I mean, yeah, and that's, I mean, I think that's the thing, though. I think what set this movie apart from all the other crime dramas was the acting. Honestly, they had some really good actors in the movie. Like, it was so strange to see, uh, what's his face, who played Baxter after seeing him in Bohemian Rhapsody. It was just like a huge, like, 180. Like, seeing him play that role. Jared Leto, after he played the role of the Joker, just seeing him become the dude that, I mean, I guess he still played a criminal in this case, but this time he was actually, you know, I mean, if he did, if he was a criminal, whatever. Anyways. 
Blade Runner, uh, Blade Runner 2049. That was the last movie Jared Leto was in, to my knowledge. What did you think? He played you know, a What did you character. think about that movie? Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to start here on this. This will take up the whole episode. All right, all right. That's what I call. That's what I call a perfect movie. <laughs> ten yeah. out of I feel like ten. I need to watch that. I feel like I need okay. to watch that. I hey, have wait, not wait, watched wait, that hey, yet. Sandy, I don't know if you're being funny or for real. I'm being 100 percent serious. Blade Runner 2049. Visually speaking, from a cinematic standpoint, is probably the greatest looking movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, like okay. every single I, shot, I, yeah. every single scene. I will agree with you. Blew me away. I will agree with you on that, but it was a little draggy. It was. Man, it was movie. so. I mean, so and we've been honest. Every movie, every movie's a no, little no, draggy. No, 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 like, oh, like, no. You need to watch <laughs> it. You need to watch it. Yeah, you need yeah. to watch it. No, but I'm saying those are the kind of movies I like. But I'm saying though, like as far as when I say a little draggy, I mean like for example, this movie, like that part that I say, I feel like it should have been cut out. Am I the only person who felt like when it was driving on the highway that was unnecessary? Because it didn't really do much to build up suspense. <laughs> what built up suspense the most and had you to the suspenseful point was when he got him to get in the Look, car. Another time that they, you know, and when he was digging. Another time that they did that is in in the very beginning when the car was antagonizing her when she was driving down that dark yes. road, the little chase. I and mean, that that went on for too long. To me, that did. But okay, real quick, I would just like to point out that was one nice one real simple thing though. At least, but that no, nah, I felt like that was I felt like she was dumb because who in the she, world is in their vehicle she, yes. driving down the road and she getting was out? Dumb. You just literally made yourself unsafe. Yeah, my, my wife, I meant to yeah, go ahead. In the beginning, I forgot. She really did because she was not supposed but to do that. You fired any of the murders. He did none of the murders, man, because. If you're going, if we're gonna go off the beginning dude who was a killer, and that guy had a clean cut face, they showed you. I was paying attention to everything about it's little things. He had a clean cut face. They showed glimpses of it, and Jared Leto character has a long string of hair from his head. Dude had a baseball cap on. You're not gonna stuff all that in the baseball cap. I uh, don't know. My and wife got natural hair, and she. She could do it. Well, she's a woman, man. Say how much she got. But his hat, his hat fit like a guy with a clean cut, though. His hat fit like a guy with a clean cut. He didn't have like his hat wasn't above his brim or anything. It was fitting squarely on his head, and he had a clean face. Jared Leto had not well, a clean face most, at all. Does it look like a guy with clean clothes? Most importantly, like what I I want to note out two things since since DJ Rom just said that Jared Leto characters wearing the same outfit the whole movie. And also, exactly. he didn't change outfits not once. And also, I want to also point out too that one thing about Jared Leto being uh, Al, what's his name, Albert Spermer, a Spalmer, being guilt, being guilty. He wasn't guilty because, like, at no point was there any was there ever any evidence, like a DNA or anything like that, to back it up. They only had speculation. Because you know he had the books of the serial killers and all this stuff like that, but none of that is hard evidence to actually convict him. I think the closest they got to hard evidence was that fingerprint when they said it's eleven identifiers. They need twelve in LA to go to court, and then sixteen to confirm a match. And then, dude, what took that whole thing away is that he put his thumb. He said it could be this guy. This guy's got eighteen identifiers. He's like, who's he? And he lifted up his thumb. Was like, it's me. Like, that's yikes. what I. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that. That's how you know he didn't do it because of that. <laughs> and then everything else. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that they. I, I at the end by the end of this movie, I was like, the killer is still out there. 
is he's still he's still there. He's yeah, and I think that's him. what it's going off of. Like you said, it gives off that '80s kind of '90s. I mean, that's what I meant '90s kind of cold case things. Because every murder in movies don't get solved or something like that. That even happened in real life, you know, cold cases and things like that. And I think that's kind of what killer. they were going for. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer. And I think that's what they was going for to give it that vibe, which is ultimately why that whole scene in the beginning with old dude even happened. I think I think if you rewatch this movie, I'm pretty sure the killer is in there. He's present somewhere. I think you would have to rewatch think, it and look at the. He, I don't think that he is. You get uh, what I'm saying? No, no, I'm picking, I'm picking up what you put down, but I think it would make the movie all the better that somebody's in there and it's up to us to figure it out. I'm gonna Google this, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> because like if he was, if because it's kind of one of them things where the story and what the movie trying to go for, it doesn't really matter if the killer is in the movie or if he's not, because like that's one of them things like where it's it's not the point. Oh uh, no, it ain't. It ain't yeah, but they never deep. really lose towards. You never know. I don't know, dog. But they never. Besides Deke, he's the only one that you can really that they made it seem like it was a killer. Everybody, there's no other characters that they had in there. They never pointed any, at anybody else or anything. It was just either Deke. The two or people Al. looking for the killers was the only that people who killed people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there you go. See? <laughs> exactly. How great is that? <laughs> no, but oh no, dog. Like I said, this was just. As far as crime thrillers go, it was just generic, and I just felt like I seen this one. I seen like I seen better, better, better serial killer murder kind of mysteries. And if you want another good mystery, to all the people at home listening, make sure y'all go watch Knives Out if y'all want a good mystery movie. That is such a good movie. I can't Ooh. recommend Knives. I can't recommend Knives Out enough. Like you said, this this was actually great writing. If you notice in the movie again, it's the little things. Did you notice? At the very end, while he was digging those holes, he had him digging those holes. He could have actually ambushed him at any time. He could have got a gun. He could have shot him. All that. So he could have grabbed his gun. Dude was tired. Dude was exhausted after digging three holes. But he says to him before that, before he, he mentions to him that he, he says, I have never killed anybody. He told him that first. And then he says to him, you know how much effort and time it would take to actually figure out a way to bury and hide a dead body? It's a lot of it. Like literally basically said, I'm too lazy to do that. It's too much effort. <laughs> He's just like, you know what, dog? When I think about it, all that stuff the dude was doing, he was kind of asking for it. I mean, you knew he was going to get smacked or something was, eventually. I know he was poking the like, devil in the eye. I'm telling y'all that. What was his? What was his goal? Like, I get, like, I get, I get kind of the thrill of trolling and messing with people, but it's like there's like a logical end to it. Like, you're like, hi, if I troll him, I'm going to make him yell or make him change his opinion. But like. What was his goal of messing with them like that? Like, what did he think was going to happen? Well, I mean, he was just messing with them, but that, I mean, for uh, for Max, or Max should have, you know, shouldn't have snapped on him with that with that shovel the way that he did. However, a lot of things did point to him being innocent. For example, he said, well, if you guys did your work, you'd have found out I did report the stolen. And then when he went back, he said he did report the stolen. <laughs> so, like that means, sure. like... I'm like 90% sure him having a cop drive all the way out there, having him dig all them holes. He probably committed at least three crimes with that trolling. 
Yeah, I mean, he probably did commit a couple of crimes with that trolling, <laughs> but I'm like 99% certain he actually didn't do it. Because, I mean, think about it. If his car was one, the car that they said was, you know, found at the crime scene or whatever, and he told them it was reported stolen, and they did by now, he did report it stolen, that means the killer took his car. Exactly. And used his car to hide the body, dispose the body, whatever he did with the body. This is here's here's a little aspect that you guys never mentioned. I forgot to mention this. The killer had a straight walk. He was a clean guy. He had a clean clothing. He was very precise of how he dressed. You can tell he did everything neatly. This guy is not neat. He had a limp and he has a stomach. That was hilarious. The killer was a was a well. You already like. You already yeah, I said that. All of that. Really? I look at everything like that. But that's the thing. I don't think it's just one killer doing know. it. I know that limp is important because the, the walk of a person is very important. That's true. It, it really I'll, is. And and just based off, not even just that, based off of how he did stuff, like, again, going back to the title, it's the little things. Going back, looking at his apartment when Deke did go inside his apartment, his apartment was actually a hot mess. The killer, somebody who's a killer is going to be very exactly. meticulous. You notice when the killer at the beginning actually got out of his car, he had gloves. You saw the duct tape. You saw the shovel. You saw you saw his intentions, but he was also very, you knew that he was very well thought out, well organized when he went to go do this. So someone who's a killer is not going to be, then turn around and be super messy like how he was, you know? Exactly. And like when you really think about it, I know he, they caught him, they caught him with a, uh, with a with a stiffy inside the precinct or whatever, but that could have been from the excitement of you know the situation at hand, not just from the bodies. You know, like <laughs> they think I did it. You know, well, yeah, or that he's a weirdo, weirdo, which he he was just a weirdo. Yeah, because I feel like a weirdo. I feel like he intentionally because he he looked out there and saw you know Deke the first time when first when they first uh, started showing Jared Leto's character Sparma, he looked out there and saw him and then shifted his chair. It was it seemed intentional. Now that I'm looking back at the movie, it seemed like he intentionally shifted his chair to be like, yeah, notice me, you know, because he did look out there and see him first. And then all of a sudden, before he left, move the chair, make some kind of noise, draw some kind of attention. Like, <laughs> so it seems like he was trying to escape or he was trying to, you know, not get caught or whatever. This is true. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think this was stellar writing, writing at all. Either. At all. <laughs> the most basic writing you could possibly commit. <laughs> this was not compelling, well thought out. It's what do we have? Exactly. What, what does this so movie basic. have you doing right now? Talking about it, thinking about it, wondering. That's the, that not. is what a movie. The see, that's the thing. The that's what. That's what makes that's it. What make it great what, writing. So see, and then what he said exactly. Yeah. What I was going to say the, <laughs> a movie is supposed to see. Listen, when you watch a movie, <laughs> when you watch a not a mind numbing movie like Transformers, you forget that movies aren't supposed to be compelling. They're supposed to make you think and have you talking about it afterwards. Like this one was perfect. I wish every other like I, I guess I wouldn't because I'd be really upset watching NCIS and stuff, even though I don't like those shows. But my wife does. That's, I'd be really upset was, watching them. This was a theater left episode. The NCIS. And the thing that I often got to say is, yes, we're talking about the movie. Yes, it has the little things and stuff like that. But writing nuances or little details in the movie to make people think about it, but not giving any of it a satisfying or a concrete conclusion does not equal good writing. 
Yeah. See, but I see. I understand what you're saying here, but I do think that that was like very good writing because when you when you really look at it, the way that the actors portrayed the characters, the little things they added into there, and the fact that the titles caught that, it was meant to make you think. It wasn't like it was unintentional. This was all intentional. That's why the title is what it was. It was all meant to be intentional for you to look at those things and to think about those things. Of course, it's, it's the acting. Is if only the characters that, were. They they made the writing. I mean, they were subpar characters, but the actors who them. portrayed them did them like they were not subpar and made them stand out more than they should have. They was cast and great actors exactly. just to get people to watch it. That's what I'm, and that's what I'm saying. I think they focused when it came to this movie. I feel like they focused more on the actual, you know, writing itself and let the characters do their own thing. And that's what ended up bringing out the characters. So it was like, oh, we got Denzel, <laughs> we got Jared Leto. Oh, this is gonna be great. Let's just go ahead and we're just gonna let them do their thing, and let's just focus on the the title and making it. And let not and let's not have to exactly. write anything compelling. Let's that's just write a murder movie. Don't have to write okay, you. I mean, are you are you thinking about it? Let's move. I think I think that's the one thing that we forget. I think we're lazy when it comes to movies because we're so used to the answer being handed to us at the end of each and every movie. Even Knives Out, the answer was like, boom, here you go, here's the answer. Though it was a great movie, they handed us the answer. I think people want the answer as opposed to... But Knives Out was a spectacle. Knives Out was just focused on make, uh, subverting murder movie tropes. And it was a spectacle with it. That's what it was. Knives Out is more comparable to like a thrill ride. Like you go on, like you go, like say for example, you go to Six Flags, you get on to Mr. Freeze, and you think like, oh, it's Mr. Freeze. It's finna go backward. And then the subversion comes where it actually turns into the Superman power of tower. See, you wasn't expecting that, and it was an enjoyable twist at the end. See, I think what what makes this what makes the writing for this, and I know y'all keep saying this subpar, but what makes it better than what y'all are saying is they made sure that they made the lines in those movies point out to make you remember that it's the little things. They wanted us to remember that in several different occasions. And I bet if you go back and look at it, you'll see exactly why they wanted us to remember those things and why they kept saying it. It did not make me think. It's just the only reason we're even thinking is because the ending was not Exactly. Why do you think they wrote it like that? How can you not get it? How can y'all not get well, why that? Do you think yeah, the movie was not oh, I get it. I'm just saying that it was so anti. It was so anticlimactic. It wasn't. It wasn't a satisfying ending. No, it really didn't. It's okay. I mean, the thing is, again, like I keep saying, and that's the thing that people forget about. That was my whole thing behind Tenet. Even with the uh, what was the last one we just did. It was better. Oh, I agree. I completely, I wholeheartedly agree. I think, I think if you if you think about how the movies were written themselves, in Tenet and then in this movie, this is more focused on the wordplay, the things that they're saying, and then some of the details in the background and the actors themselves. But Tenet itself, there were though there was writing and there was speaking and there was verbiage and stuff. There was more often times than not where there was actually action, and so you had to just sit back and watch. You know, you didn't listen to it. You just watched the things happening on the screen instead of hearing what they have were saying. This is if you go to Walmart that movie and be like, hey, well can I get written. seven? Seven is $12. Oh, dang, I only got $6. All right, here's the little things. Okay, so tell me no, what, no, what no, makes no. this movie not well written. Explain no. to me. 
It's just. I don't know. Like, okay, let's go to. Let's just move on to Sandy Ravage. Let's hear what he has to know. When you start stumbling over your words, I don't feel like you can speak about how people are writing things. Hold on. No. Because this movie was not even all of that great. It, it did, like I said, without Dizel and Jared Leto, what you, you just throw two people in it, just throw two random actors in there. This movie would not be as, as good as it is. That's a fact. If you put two random people that's just subpar actors in there, the, the, like I said, I judge the movie off the script and the actors. If the actors have to save your script by them acting, I mean, if we being if we being honest, with any movie, out, the actors have to have save the script in general because if you got trash actors on the screen, then the writing is going to be bad. No writing can ever be as bad Certainly. as Batman or Superman or the Justice League. However, I don't see worse <laughs> acting than that. Hey man, I mean, but if you look at it like the movie Avatar, like they took a, re- a, a unwell known actor and he really shined in the movie. He was not a Denzel. And he took that character. And he was a unwell, unwell known actor. actor. Oh, unknown actor. <laughs> Are we and gonna act like Vin Diesel don't exist? Look at me, I'm I acting. Know, right? <laughs> right. We gonna act like Vin Diesel don't just be Vin Diesel <laughs> in that movie, even as Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. But anywho, <laughs> listen. Bad writing. Bad writing for a movie for a movie script would more than likely be something that's portrayed where the writing itself makes absolutely no sense to the movie and what the movie details and what it you know what's inside of the movie itself. This writing moved the movie along like that's that's what makes this good writing. What you what you have to understand so, the script if the script does not move the movie wow. along then it's not good writing. Did the script move this movie along? It's because the kind of yeah, it story it is, I, I said the kind of, my, when you tell a murder drama or a police story, it has to follow a certain story. form and function to be that. This movie, like, is generic. It follows the, and it, I it think, follows the pattern to a very I think that we are all blindsided better. too much by Law and Order, NCIS, uh, Criminal Minds, and so on and so forth, that we forget that, well, that's, you that's, know, that's, if you get down to the basis of what it is, this was more so akin to what actual life and law is like as opposed to what we usually see. I mean, okay, but I'm saying, like, you're doing a movie, <laughs> like, you can, you still have to make it work. And I feel like they did a decent job to make it work, but it's not, it, I, to me, it was just like, oh, okay, I would never watch this again. It was so basic and so generic. There was no big. This coming from the guy who doesn't like to play RPGs or anything that you have to think about. (laughs) Oh, first of all, sir, those are video games that you play to relax yourself, and however you consume your video games is how you consume them. Again, so this coming from the guy who doesn't. Dennis Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman made prisoners, but it's coming from a guy. Who, who not you good writing when he's easy. And this was You said the guy who liked the DC Universe movies. I don't have to agree with you. Said the guy who liked the DC Universe movies. Get your Martha <laughs> Lovin. I don't <laughs> I never said I know. I never said that. Not lying on me. Not lying on me. I'm pretty sure you gave it the highest ratings out of gave all the movies the highest ratings out of everybody else in double chat. I mean, I I I've enjoyed, I enjoyed them a little bit more than you guys did, but that doesn't mean I said that those or, movies or were even, or the best even good. Created. <laughs> he actually did say some of them are I mean, good. Yeah, I would just I like to point that it. out. Well, some of them, some of them are, some of them are good. Not I all of them. I, 
Okay, what else about this movie do y'all want to talk about? I I have nothing more to say. All I would say is I'd rather watch Prisoners, Zodiac, or Seven before I watch this again. Okay, DJ, go ahead. DJ. Well, better. Okay, okay, uh, Optimistic. Seven is a way better movie. I am. I have said all I need to say, and I ain't got to say no more. All right, then close it out. Let's go. This is not a double tap. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily give it a double tap. I would say this is something that I want to rewatch again because I feel like I might have missed something. Yeah, it's a double tap. The only tap I'm acknowledging is when he got tapped with that shovel. Nah, I put it in. Uh, put it in the ring. Ain't nobody get tapped with the shovel like uh. Ain't nobody get tapped with the shovel like how Zero tapped. What's his name on holes? Oh yeah. D I G spell. The lady at the end of Psycho too. Mother, are you there? I love you. I never meant to hit you with this shovel. <laughs> I kept thinking of that that whole. Uh, I, I feel like we need to do. I feel like we need to do a top ten shovel smacks, and I feel like zero on holes would get number one because he literally was like, "Can you spell hey zero? How do you spell dig?" <laughs> or no, he's like, "What is D I G spell?" Hmm. He looked down, spelled down his head, looked at the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> he hit him so hard that this dude tried to get back up and Smack. fell out again. That's also another <laughs> movie I watched before this. Holes. <laughs> all right, so we here at Double Tab would like to thank you all for joining us. We give this movie an overall seven out of ten. Um, we do not give this movie a double tab rating, but it's still an enjoyable film to watch for maybe at least one time. But uh, it's up to you. Um, so thank you all for joining us and. We'll see you guys next week with our next review.